Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Intentionally Inspirational, the podcast for entrepreneurs and those who just want more out of life. Now for your host and author of the upcoming book, The Backwards Route to Forward Progress, Jason Wright. What's going on, Inspire Nation? This is episode number 44, entitled Recipes for Success by Lady Bacon with Katie Macon. Do not ask me what any of that means. I'm sure you're intrigued. (laughs) I think you'll enjoy the show. That's fun stuff. Uh, A couple of announcements for you guys before we get rolling with the conversation today that I'm excited about. Um, Recently... We, we being me and my team, there's Intentionally Inspirational has myself and two other teammates now, so we're growing and putting our heads together trying to improve what we do always. Me and the team decided that our solutions for entrepreneurs approach was maybe a little bit more rigid than than what we wanted and perhaps leaving out some of our professional audience members and followers and that type of thing. So we've tweaked that to Believers Are Achievers. I want to take a quick minute to kind of explain what that means from my perspective. So I believe that the people that are highly successful in life, the people that achieve a lot or achieve what they want to get out of life, have a few things in common. And the thing that I really enjoy focusing on because it's so interesting and so simple yet so complex is the mindset piece. So Believers Are Achievers means the people who achieve what they want to achieve have two things in common. For one, they believe it's possible. They believe that they can reach that level, otherwise they wouldn't get there. And number two, they believe that they are worthy of that success. And you hear me talk about both those things all the time, but I just wanted to bring that up briefly today. And you guys will see the coaching, the blog, the podcast, the courses, the speaking, the books, everything coming out and currently out, kind of embracing that and having some kind of a central focus around the mindset stuff, whether it's guests on my show and you hear their story, how they power through things, whatever the case may be, there's going to be a consistent theme there. And like I said, that applies for not only entrepreneurship, but for leadership in the professional world as well. Um, Something else that I want to make you aware of, if you're not already, I recently created a roadmap for initiating life change, which is a downloadable PDF. It's available now on my homepage for free, and all you have to do is sign up for it there. But it's a downloadable resource that I created to do a couple things. For one, I wanted to help you ask the right questions when you're trying to initiate life change for yourself, whether personal or professional. It also is going to help you navigate your change journey and inspire you to take action. Uh, it's a nice document, looks good, it's got some great content. Again, that's available for you right now, free, at intentionallyinspirational.com, and you'll see that kind of on the right-hand side. You just sign up and you'll receive that right away. So please check that out if you have not already. The last little announcement I want to share with you before we jump into the conversation today is that I realize that I'm most effective and most comfortable in everything that I do by kind of staying in this quote-unquote coffee shop conversational tone. 
So if you see anything that I write, you'll notice I write like I speak. Um, I try to be engaging. I try to be very real, very natural, but comfortable. You know, I've never liked overly formal writing or speaking or ways of doing business. You know, there's a place for that, but not here. We're not going to do that. So we're going to think things, uh, keep things very cool, very comfortable, very valuable, but very relatable as well. And you'll see this tone carried out through this podcast from this point forward. Like I said, my writing, I do the same thing with my coaching clients as well. So I hope you guys appreciate that. I'm excited about it and it's a big deal. So as you see, if you followed what I'm doing for a while, this is all ever evolving. It's fluid. It's always changing. I'm always tweaking. I'm always uh, getting more clarity. So I like to share that with you because if you listen to the very first episode of the podcast and say maybe episode 20 then this one you're going to definitely notice some changes i notice changes and it's a progression it's a journey and it just happens to be captured and archived with uh, the audio files in the podcast so kind of cool all right finally we're going to get to the point of the show today there i guess the the good stuff on the show um, i had a conversation with a uh, pretty cool life coach i found named katie macon and it's really taking this um, coffee shop conversational tone. Instead of an interview, it's more of a uh, a casual conversation between her and I. And you guys get the effect of just kind of be, uh, being the flies on the wall. And I think you'll find it entertaining. I think you'll find it valuable. And uh, I know her and I had a good time making it as well. So uh, let's check that out now and see what you think. All right, today I'm talking with a life coach named Katie Macon, who is trained and certified by the Coaches Training Institute in the International Coaching Federation. She's also a podcaster with a podcast called Making Moves on iTunes and a blogger as well. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. So tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, I've been watching you for a little while. Um, seems like you and I have a similar mission, but I want to hear it in your words. So I'm excited for this. You know what? When I was going on my walk this morning, I was worried that you would ask this question because <laughs> it's so open-ended and it's, this is just cruel irony because that is the question I ask all my podcast guests. I'm like, Hey, tell me your story. And I should have known. How does it <laughs> so, feel to be in the hot seat? Ah, it deserved. It feels deserved. <laughs> so to help both of us, which side of my story do you want? Because I mean, like, there's the jump, there's business, there's who I serve, there's like my mind. I'm, there's we like, we like to the jump. I'm attracted to the jump. That's the you cool like the stuff jump? there. I do. All right. Okay. So I'll fast forward over the discovering coaching, which was in like three bullet points. A friend post. I'm going to out myself as being really, uh, as the youth say, basic. A friend posted an Instagram of some fantastic yoga retreat with this hashtag that said, I design my life. And it was posted at a point in time during the year where it, I think it was, you know, January or February. And it's when we're all thinking about our lives and our choices. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Well, four hours later, I've just been spending my entire night on Google and I'm looking up coaching and you know, who training, who, who trains stuff, who's the best, what have you. Um, and that was the catalyst for me becoming trained and certified as a coach in addition to my job job, which was 
my dream job. I was working my dream job in advertising. I, uh, had the luxury of having a job I probably should have gone to grad school for. I was a brand strategist at the biggest digital ad agency in the entire world. And I I mean, I was loving it. And so things get really interesting with the jump. Things get interesting in November of 2014. I was living in Chicago, working advertising, doing my coaching certification on the side. And life threw me a U-pick too. So I had my job job. I had my coaching job and I had having a life. And Jason, you can probably tell by the way I set this up, which two I'd chosen. And you can probably tell how this was going for me. It was just, it was miserable. I had no life. And I think we all have something in life that we can really cling to that's stable. Like some of us just always have great friends or some people always have fantastic love lives or some people know that they just have a bang and bod for me. That's my career. Like I, I always do well. And so it was really unsettling for me, not just to have one falling short of hundred percent, but to have both really suffering. So for me, that was a wake up call that I needed to change something. And eventually I realized I had to let go of advertising because I had fallen out of love with what I was creating. I loved the process, but had a really hard time <laughs> trying to get people to buy phones from Sprint when I'm like, I wouldn't buy this phone from Sprint. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, why, should, why should I tell you to do that? And you're just going to put this thing in a, you know, if I'm lucky, you'll recycle the message, but I don't know. Um, so I had a hard time with that. And this is where having some context about my background will, um, I guess, offer insight into why I work with the people I work with and why this jump was so nauseating. Two years prior to that, I had been chosen to serve as the reverse mentor for the CEO of the company, or he was the president at the time, which was a pretty big deal. Um, the, you know, this guy's an ad legend. This is the biggest digital agency in the world. They're very good. And I'm basically being groomed to lead and have this pretty poetic relationship with somebody who was and still is a fantastic mentor. Um, but I offer that because the opportunity cost of me going anywhere else was huge or it felt huge at the time. So fast forward to January of 2016, 26, no, wait, that's this year, 2015. <laughs> um, I have, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> How's that 4am working for you? Oh my gosh. That's yeah. It's day three of the, like the ongoing life experiment. I think it will work, but, um, okay. Bottom line, I'm so bad at telling short stories. Um, I had all of these ridiculous job of a lifetime opportunities fall into my lap that, that were insane. I mean, I was being interviewed by this fantastic leadership consulting firm that doesn't hire entry level. If they do, they're hiring people out of, you know, Harvard business school or Stanford or Wharton or what have you after having done an internship. And they're talking to me and I'm like, well, I feel like I'm dating outside my pay grade a little bit here. Uh, you know, I'm 25. <laughs> and then there was this other company that was backed by Mark Cuban. They wanted me to start up their Chicago office. And there was another fantastic advertising opportunity to help a colleague start this new nationwide brand. And so as this little ego driven monkey that I was, <laughs> I was looking at all these things like, Oh man, how do I choose? And I was able to rule out these Chicago rule out these Chicago opportunities because it was freezing and I hated being in Chicago in the winter. Uh, and then when it came down to leadership consulting and coaching, I prayed and I said, God, please close some door. So I know what the right one is to walk through. 
and I actually quit my job before I knew what I was doing because there was a reorg with our staff and I didn't want to be baked into future plans I knew I wouldn't be a part of. Um, so I quit my job and then two days later I got a yes, but not now from the leadership consulting firm. So it's coaching. It's like, all right, let's do this. There's, Here we go. There's a sign you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Man, you, you said a, you said something really interesting that just, I feel like, and I'm really bad about this, but I feel like I just have to like stop you and interject this in here. Oh, please do. Um, stop time. <laughs> you know, I hear something with your story that I've heard from so many other people and it, it's just, it's awesome and it's so interesting and it never gets old. You know, people have outwardly, which seems to be their dream scenario created by and funded by somebody else, but yet it still doesn't equal happiness. It still doesn't lead to fulfillment. Mm. And I find it so interesting because, you know, like you're saying, you've got these great opportunities, but still you jumped anyway. I love that. I mean, it's just a lot of people don't get that. I'm sure you've, you talk to the same, you know, you have the same type of conversations that I do with people. And some people mm. just do not understand our mentality. So whenever I do hear that, I hear that familiar mentality. It's so cool. It just never ceases to amaze me how, you know, outwardly people can have everything and still say, that's great. I'm out of here. Mm. Man, you're making me think of a few things, but I guess I want to underscore for those people. Like I just have a lot of empathy for them because I lost about three weeks of sleep with that. That was, it was hard. And I think, I mean, you know this, right? That first jump or first anything takes a lot. <laughs> I'll just, that's all I'll say. It takes a lot out of you. Um, but I'm also thinking of one of my coaching colleagues, modalities for change. And it's almost like if you can imagine a little U-shaped curve, the way any behavioral change works is that first step is denial. And this is what you're hinting at, right? It's denial. Like, oh, I'm fine. Like, everything's good, man. I'm cool. It's, I don't need to change. And it's not, um, like, it really is sincere. These people aren't trying to fool anybody else. If anything, they're just lying to themselves. And we all do it. Like, I lie to myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then there's resistance. That's the anxiety. Like, Oh my gosh, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Ah! <laughs> then you accept whatever change it is you need to make. And then you fall into confusion and I'll stop there so I can save some secret sauce for my <laughs> coaching clients. Yeah, no but, um, you know, it's, I get it. We all do it. It's interesting what you said. You just said, uh, you know, people tell themselves everything's fine. And in my mind, I thought, you know, are, are they trying to convince others or themselves? And as soon as I thought that you said it, but yeah, I mean, people, you know, so many people around us, I can, uh, I can think of just tons of names just scrolling through my mind right now, but they tell mm. themselves everything's great. And you can look in their eyes and say, are you, are you serious? Are you, are you trying to convince me? Or are you trying to convince yourself? Cause mm. I can look at you right now and tell that what you're telling me is not the truth, but I don't think you're lying to me. I, I don't think you know what your own truth is. Hmm. What does that mean to you, your own truth? That's an interesting turn of phrase. It is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded, it sounded really nice in your booming radio voice. Oh, thank you. don't you. even know what your own truth is, guys. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can ask yourself a question like that and kind of lose a day or two trying to figure it out. But I like to uh, you know, keep, keep myself stretching, keep myself thinking, and stay uh, you know, entertained in that way. <laughs> I love that you say you can lose a day or two because my mind went to – that's why 20-somethings quit their jobs and go travel the world for a year and then wind up on the road for five. It's funny you say that. <laughs> it's the truth. I just talked to uh, Ben Kassam, Coach K, who was one of my uh, previous podcast guests and now friend. I just talked to him in, through email yesterday. 
I okay. said, hey, man, you send, you're sending me a book. I have no book. Where's my book? So he said, uh, I had some things come up, but I'm uh, leaving the country in 10 days to travel the <laughs> world, but I'll get it to you before <laughs> I leave. So uh, I think he's doing right what you just talked about. So, Yeah. I'm, did I mention I'm clairvoyant? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that page on your website, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's just you I, I charge extra, but it's it's a fun perk. <laughs> well, very cool. You know, there's uh there's people that I talk to that listen to the show that are in that phase where they're like, "Man, I know everything seems okay, but I'm starting to feel that fire. I'm starting to feel something burn that tells me mm. there's more for me, but I don't know what it is." You know, I call them budding entrepreneurs. They're kind of uh mm. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of in that moment. And there's listeners of that show that are in that boat. You know, what, what would yes. you tell these people on how to process those thoughts and feelings and, you know, what they should do about it? And I know that's a really open-ended, broad question, <laughs> but I'm curious to see what you'll say. No, it, not, I, like this is my favorite. So this, this is one of my types of client. That's, this is one of my favorite things to work with. Um, the obvious one is like, well, hire me. Um, but no, the... My thought for somebody who says, I don't know what I want is that like, that's actually, that's just not true. You're telling yourself you don't know. And what, like, I'm trying to think of how I want to answer this because when I'm coaching somebody and I just did this with somebody yesterday, <clears throat> what can happen? And I'll, I'll, I'll walk you guys through how I do this in my coaching work. So you can look for it in yourselves. Um, What's going to happen is somebody starts talking about their career or what they want to do or what have you. And then without fail, every single time I've done this with Uber drivers, I did this with a client yesterday, everyone, they mention some offhanded thing and then they dismiss it immediately. So with my Uber driver, it was like, well, you know, I never wanted to be a lawyer, a doctor, what have you. So that was his ego speaking. <clears throat> I throw in, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. I say that, that gives him permission to say something silly. And he's like, oh yeah, I always saw myself in law enforcement. But, and then spiral, huge story. Same thing yesterday with my client who's brilliant. She wants to have her PhD in some neuroscience thing I'll never understand. Um, but then immediately gets self-critical and just starts derailing and telling me the million reasons why she can't have that. That's what I look for. It's, I view it like a game of hot and cold because, and Jason, you know this, I, I mean, cause you do this work too. Those clients their saboteurs wouldn't start firing up if we weren't close to something that was really true for them. So when I hear somebody start to get really self-critical and start to tell me the reasons why something just doesn't make sense and, and almost get like heated or resistant or adamant about something, I don't know what the answer is, but I know it, kind of like that game of hot and cold. For me, that's a little alert, like, oh, hey, pay attention to this. We're getting, we're on top of something that's really important to you. So for your listeners, what I would say is if you notice yourself freaking out or resisting something just with a vengeance that doesn't totally make sense, um, you're close to something that matters to you. Absolutely. I agree. Are you, uh, are you familiar with the story of Colonel Sanders by chance? No, but you're going to love this. You're going to absolutely love this. I, before you have, you just. Colonel, anybody, Colonel, anyone. <laughs> yeah, so Colonel Sanders is a guy who served KFC. Yes. And he didn't, uh, and I'm going to butcher the story because I just kind of know it off the top of my head from a high level, but you'll want to look this up and you'll love this. But uh, my listeners have, have heard this before, but I get new ones all the time. So I'm going to tell you a story again. 
Cool. Colonel Sanders is the founder of KFC. Everybody knows KFC, at least in the U.S. We've got listeners everywhere. Uh, KFC stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken, and basically he went through life unfulfilled. He went through life unhappy, not feeling like he was in his lane. You all know what that feels like when you feel like everything around you doesn't really feel right. You know, you're like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Oh, intimately. And and he was probably (laughs) in his mid-60s when he said, you know what I can do? I can fry chicken with the best of them. I can make good chicken, and I'm going to try this thing. So he took a leap of faith. And by the Mm -hmm. time he died in his late 80s, he was a self-made billionaire with a B. So I love telling that story because I talked to somebody this week, a coaching client that said, you know, I've been doing this for years and years because it's a job, but my passion Mm -hmm. is something else, but I can't do that because that time is Mm. gone. I'm thinking, well, I know you're not 66 and the Colonel did it. So let me tell you about the Colonel one time and it's just powerful. You know, I think yeah. the biggest thing that people struggle with is, you know, I become obsessed with that mindset piece because I know it's foundational. And if you don't believe you can do it, and even more importantly, if you don't believe you're worthy of doing it, nothing else is going to happen for you. So that stuff is so fundamentally important. And like you said, man, that internal critic is the worst. <laughs> so awful. So awful, but so valuable. And I think, and speaking of mindset, so here, I'll tie it all together for you with a pretty bow. (laughs) I I will, I will. So if you shift your mindset about your internal critic and realize that that's basically like an internal litmus test for what matters to you, it's a pretty powerful tool. Um, Offer, I mean, I'm trying to think of a a good example so you can see what I mean. Um, this This is really silly. I wish I had a better one, but... I have fantastic hair. There is very little inner critic about my hair. Um, doesn't doesn't matter. It's not important. But man, anything that feels vulnerable or important or that actually matters to me, I mean, it just, that inner critic is ruthless. And so what I've come to learn, I'm still working on this. And obviously in my late 20s, I have a lot of time to continue growing in this particular department. Um but have started to just use that critic as basically a little alert saying, Hey, there's something in here that is important to you. Why don't you look at that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to throw you a curveball here because my Ooh. mind jumps all over the place and uh, apparently my notes do too. So <laughs> tell hey, me. We're, we're coming to the same cloth. Bring it. Oh yeah. So what's the deal with this 4am thing? You've been getting up at 4am uh, for three days. What the heck? Yeah. What are you trying to do with that? <laughs> Be intriguing. No. Um, Right. I'm writing a book proposal. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. So if you're getting up at 4 a.m., are you going to bed really early or not really? So that was my first mistake. Um, I was adamant that I would be disciplined and I would wake myself up at 4 a.m. and condition my body to wake up at 4, which can happen. It'll just take a couple weeks. But, and I realized this last night, I didn't set the adamant bedtime that I would need in order to wake up at 4 in the morning. So... A work in progress. <laughs> so you're running on probably four hours of sleep, aren't you? Oh, if that. I've barely had any the past three days because the past three nights, I've either been like a kid on Christmas Eve, it, like, oh man, tomorrow I get to write in the morning. Woo, this is fun. Or like maybe a student the night before an exam, like, oh my gosh, I'm waking up at four in the morning. So I got performance anxiety about my sleep and didn't get as much as as I wanted or probably needed. Interesting. Well, best of luck with all that. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you're insane. Yeah. Good luck. So I pulled some stuff off of your, uh, your your website that I was really curious about. Um, tell me about Uh-oh. the phrase "Why not me?" What does that mean to you? Oh, why not? Is that on my site? I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been there lately? <laughs> no, this thing changed. I'm redoing it now. Uh, this thing changes all the time. Like, why not me? Without overthinking it, what does that phrase mean to you? When you think about people that have mm-hmm. built multimillion-dollar empires from nothing, you know, what does that phrase, what does it mean to you? Permission. Mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to want success for other people and to look at somebody else and say, oh, you can have that. You can do great things. But we, I don't know, we just... And I find this a lot. I work with high achievers mostly. And I found that with a lot of them, we can be really self-denying in some weird ways. And I, I mean, and I, I'll be projecting, but I can be hugely self-denying. So yeah, it's about permission. Like, well, why, why can't I have that? Why can't I do that? And, you can. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because somebody or, or multiple somebodies are listening to us talk right now and, and saying, you know what? That's me. That's me. I, I, I do have permission. I, I am capable and able and mm. allowed to do some things I want to do. I mean, there, there's nothing stopping us, but that man getting over that first hurdle, it's the biggest one. I'm telling you, Yeah. if you can get over that, they get a lot smaller and a lot more, you know, mm-hmm. spaced apart. So, and you know what? I should offer the earlier part of my story now, just because it does connect to this concept of why not me? Okay. Um, are you, before I even dive into this, are you familiar with the hero's journey? Oh, oh, I will botch that. So I'm just going to offer that as a very Googleable nugget for you and your readers to have a field day with later. Um, but to sum it up succinctly, that it's that any, you know, you look at like Greek mythology, you look at Star Wars, Wizard of Oz, any great story has a pretty common pattern and a cycle that we all go through. And it's a fantastic tool to use for personal development. And it's one to use to write our own life stories. So the first step is a call to adventure. And you feel this pull. You're like, Oh man, that's interesting. Right. That was this, that was for me was the Instagram with the life coaching thing. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just, you can say nosy. I prefer curious. Um, but you know, there was something visceral that spoke to me and I look it up. Great. What I didn't mention was the second step of the hero's journey, which is resistance. And I look this up and the internet for life coaches about three years ago was a a somewhat weirder place. And I just saw a bunch of people who were in their sixties and wearing flowy clothes and using language that to me just didn't resonate. And I was like, man, I think life coach, I, I just, this isn't me. I, this is a cool field, but life coaches are just a bunch of weird people who wear flowy clothes and carry crystals and what you're not seeing right now is that I'm wearing flowy clothes. I don't have crystals on me, but, um, one I, for I've two. got crystals everywhere around me right now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we'll, we'll not do a little really chant not. later. Um, <laughs> do a moon ritual or something. Um, so I re- I resisted it and we all do that. And then the third step of the hero's journey is that there's some mentor or there's some higher power or sign or something that gives you permission and, and pushes you over the edge into this new world and this new adventure. And this is pretty wild. So I was looking up training organizations and I dismissed it. Like, I oh, coaching is not for me. Well, I look at my calendar the next week and I had something on there called life coaching 101. And I had signed up months prior months 
through this charity organization I never did anything with. And it was the only thing I ever did with them. And I go to this thing and the speaker had been trained at my organization. She was about a decade older. So older, like older enough for me to look up to her, but young enough that we could relate. And she used to work in advertising at a direct competitor where actually where the CEO of my agency, um, used to work. So we had that in common and she offered a free sample session and she, for me, that was the nudge I needed to get knocked over the edge. She was my anti-stereotype. Very interesting. You know, what's funny is I, I, uh, I was talking to a, a life coach yesterday and it, it just came up that this is what this person did. And maybe this is horrible of me, but you know, this is what I really think. So that's what I'm going to share. But yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I listened. Yeah, I listened to this person telling me this is their career, and I'm watching their mannerisms and listening to them speak, and I'm thinking, this person, like everybody I've ever met, this person is doing coaching. Like if this person can oh, do coaching, my- and I know what uh- they can bring. You know, there may be a one. I can take this thing to a hundred. Like I don't even <laughs> there'd be no competition. So. The thing that makes me nervous is like, and this sounds bad, and I'm going to give no frame of reference, but no, I can really relate. So I wouldn't allow, this. I wouldn't allow this person to recommend mustard or ketchup for my hot dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no That's interest my, there. That is it, my new favorite expression. I can't wait to use that. And I feel like, okay, keep going, but you know, I just have to acknowledge that's fantastic. You know, the analogy that I like to use is I had a, a good friend uh, several weeks back try to give me some business advice, and I stopped him. I said, hey, hey, stop talking. I said, have you ever? had a lemonade stand. And he said, no. I said, okay, well, if you've never had a lemonade stand or anything bigger than that, you're not allowed to have an opinion about my business. You have no frame of reference. You're not, you're not allowed to have an opinion. So, uh, it's just really funny. You know, if, if you're saying you're a coach, but I'm looking at you and I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you and nothing there makes any sense in the realm of any <laughs> kind of coaching, like your opinion doesn't really mean a whole lot. It doesn't matter. So, I will select my condiments myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, so here's what I'll offer. There, there are three things happening here, right? Um, everybody's allowed to have an opinion. What I would offer for, for those, and I think I'm sure you and I have probably been that person for somebody else at some point in time too. And they're like, well, you moron, you don't get to have an opinion about this. Um, we should all ask for feedback and really ground ourselves in reality <laughs> for like, are we skilled? Are we good at these things that we're trying to become experts on? Um, but I'm also just sensing a sense of personal boundaries, right? It almost like when you and I have our boundaries in place for, we kind of know, okay, well, whose advice do I want? Do I take my own? Do I take somebody else's? What have you? It, it almost becomes kind of cute. <laughs> like, Oh, that's sweet. Cause when you look beyond what they're saying, right? The advice like, well, this is what you should do. And you look underneath it to see the person well, you know, maybe it's somebody who's trying to help you out. Maybe it's somebody who wishes they could make an impact or maybe they just, um, are hung up on problem solving and, you know, are kind of in this little knee jerk reaction. I don't know what's going on with that person. I would love to psychoanalyze them, but, um, sounds like their heart's in the right place. Yeah. We, all of our hearts are right. It's, they really are. Well, so this is interesting. So I'm going to draw a parallel between us again. So your website, you use the phrase, everybody has untapped potential. Yes. I use the phrase that I like to help people maximize their greatness. They're really the same thing. So we're really Mm -hmm. out trying to do the same thing, which I think is awesome. I just wanted to bring attention to that and say it's uh, refreshing and really cool to uh, meet somebody else really on the same mission. And we talked about that a bit before the show, but Mm -hmm. um, 
Good job. Congratulations oh, for thanks. being you. I feel like you're saying good job. We're doing a little high five here and then also make it <laughs> like a pat on the back or brushing the dirt off your shoulders here. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Reflection of me. Hey, you know what? I like you. You know why? You remind me of me. Oh, sorry. Oops. <laughs> no, it's, I, I do this all the time. <laughs> it's, we see ourselves in other people, right? And this yeah. is actually, so here's a good, we can offer this to your listeners at home. Fantastic coaching tool. If you look up like our role models, right? We all love Jennifer Lawrence or, okay, maybe I'm protecting. I'm obsessed with her. Um, you look up to whoever your role models are and get curious about why, why do you like the authors you like or the actors or the business people or musicians or whomever and their qualities that they represent that you have that you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I never, uh, never stopped to think about that, but now my wheels are spinning. Oh, totally. At a very high rate of speed, actually. So let me ask <laughs> you, is, uh, is all the coaching you work, uh, all the coaching work you do virtual? Mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah my clients are all across the globe, um, which is really fun. It's, yeah, uh, yes, I'll bottom line there because you could lose me for hours if I talked about how much I love these people. Yeah, we can save that for future shows. So that, that's sure. awesome, though. But, yeah, I'm the same way. I like the location-independent model because – it's really convenient. You know, I'm in an office in my house right now, and uh, like mm -hmm. you say, you've got the the globe as your sandbox or your toy box, and uh, you can really, you know, look for that good fit between you and a client, and really connect with people, yeah. and not, not isolate that search to a small geographical area. Yeah. Well, so actually, okay, so I will do a quick thing of why I love it. It's so I'd actually think it'd probably be more of service to me if I embedded myself in a physical community in St. Louis where I live now, um, just because I'm such a people person. But what I love about this remote work is that my clients, you know, I've got one in Glasgow, a couple in San Francisco, one in Nashville, one in Brisbane, um, one in South Africa. And it is so beautiful and it never ceases to amaze me how much more we have in common than I, I don't oh, How can I finish this? Then we have a part. That's not right. That's not a good, <laughs> <that's not laughs> shoot. I got going and I didn't know how to bring it to a close, but <laughs> for me, it's like this awesome window into our shared humanity because across cultures, I've, I've been able to find, I'm lucky I've been able to find my niche of these like Tim Ferriss loving, uh, growth junkie, high potential creative entrepreneur folks, you know, who have these deeply similar ways of being from completely different parts of the world. And it's really cool. Absolutely. I see a, a note that I was going to ask you apparently the very beginning and I, uh, I'm all oh. over the place. So <laughs> that might be my impact on you. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. You having fun? Oh, always. Yes. I'm having a field. I was like, can we do this again? This is, I like this. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I've got some ideas that I'll, uh, bring you up to speed with after the show that I think you'll be interested okay. in as well. Um, so I hope I don't put you in an uncomfortable spot here, but if I do, you'll figure oh, it out. That's bullshit. You you're <laughs> loving this. Um, can you say that on the radio? I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, we can, you can add a cute little beep. There you go. All Fun. Right. Well, I, I think I'll just tell you this and I won't get into it too deep, but, um, listen to the first episode of your podcast. Mm -hmm. I think your podcast is something that you need to continue to do. And I don't care what your reservations are about that. Trust me, you need to keep doing what you're doing with the podcast because uh, you're very natural, very comfortable on the air like this. And I think that it'll help leverage everything that you're doing. So I would just say keep that going. 
Do you hear that moment of silence? I'm speechless. I did. I did. <laughs> that, that's visceral. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, you got to keep that going. Seriously. Thanks, man. No problem. So this is something I'm very interested to hear about. Tell me or tell us or tell whoever you like a little bit about your coaching methodology. Ooh. Met- so do you want methodology or do you want who I serve? Because I'm trying to think of. I want you to answer it however you would like. Oh, man. I, I feel like I need to ask myself really focused questions because I I'm such, I can be such a scattered person. So methodology – Okay, so my tar- my my target client, to use advertising language, is uh, the same person, but in one of three different walks. So the methodology is the same, but how it shows up is a little bit different, just based on what somebody needs. Okay. Um, my first person, it's the quarter life crisis, or or actually, I mean, I've gotten into retirement coaching lately, but it's basically somebody who's like, man. I know that there's more. I know I have so much potential, but I don't know where to direct it. When you're smart and you're confused, that is nauseating. So I help with that. Um, And then the next step, the next type of person I work with is somebody who has made a decision, but they're going through all these growing pains. So that's really a a momentum coaching where it's, and you know this right from your first year or so of entrepreneurship, it's like (laughs) you're just learning how to ride your bike again. Uh, So we work on that, helping them set their vision, get over the emotional obstacles. And then, um, what I've been having a lot of fun with lately is my clients, you know, I call it accelerating or, I mean, you might call it flow, what have you. These are people who they figured stuff out, they know what's going on. And then we just get to optimize literally every area of their lives. So with, with my clients who are earlier on that path, I'm going to use more of my coactive method, which is asking a ton of questions and it's asking in a certain way that's really listening for emotional resonance with you to really hear for, okay, what's true? What is this person saying at a subconscious level that they might not even be aware of themselves? Um, and just using that and my own intuition. And then a few lessons I've learned from working with people, I'm able to tease out what people are really saying, what they really want. And then I have some homework assignments, you know, of course that I'll throw them that help get them outside their comfort zones. And I'll do some fun visualizations that I'm obsessed with. Uh, again, just to get them out of their own heads, to give them these tools that, might help stretch their thinking with my second types. It's a mix of strategy and still that coactive coaching. And then third types it's my coactive coaching is always here. Um, but because we're getting an optimization, this is where my inner strategist just has a field day. I mean, you look at Myers-Briggs, you'll get Enneagrams, you look at, um, recently I've gotten really into chronotypes and helping people optimize their schedules based on their biorhythm. Um, I mean, you name it, I have at least dabbled in studying it. And so with those people, I'll still help them process their emotions and question and help them set a vision and clarify these different things. But, um, it's a little bit more strategic because we're just, we're kind of refining versus overhauling. Very nice. Very, very, very nice. So I, I don't get the, I don't get the feeling that you approach coaching with a one-size-fits-all style. I feel like it's, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's very personal uh, and and very tailored to each person's unique needs. Am I right? Yes, a thousand percent. Yeah, the the coach that I was speaking to earlier that I said I wouldn't allow them to choose the condiments for my pulled sausage (laughs) or hot dog, uh, I really got the vibe that it was kind of 
you know, the approach coming from that side of the table was kind of like, you know, here's the framework. You know, I kind of forced the people in the framework, give them a slap on the caboose and send them on their way. I, I just got that, <laughs> that assembly line type of feel to it. And I was just, just like, man, that's, that's not what I do at all. Like I have no interest in that because mm. where's the value with that? You know, if, you know, if you come, if I have a heating and AC guy come out to the house and, you know, I've got concerns with my AC and, you know, they want to replace my roof. It doesn't make any sense because that's what their boss is pushing. Yeah, sell the roof, sell the roof. That one size mm-hmm. fits all approach makes no sense. And coaching is really no different. So, uh, coaching is such an interesting thing. And I, I feel like the word means something different to so many different people, right? So, your definition of coaching and my definition of coaching looks really different from what he's doing. But, um, what I'll offer here is that in my experience, coaching falls all coaching falls somewhere along this continuum of asking versus telling. So a coach who is really masterful at telling is essentially looking at universal law and saying, here are some things that just are true. And if you play by these rules, this X, Y, and Z, then you will find success, whatever that looks like for you. Right. And that's actually something where, and we can come back to this in a bit, but those programs can be helpful. Um, and then there's somebody who is going to spend more time asking and helping and what you're doing is you're helping somebody else discover what's true for them. And, and, you know, we kind of oscillate, right. I I'll flirt with both ends of that, but I would say for a structured program, I think it just depends where you are. Some people really need a personal approach and I view it as being a bit more high end, right. This one-on-one custom thing, it's just for you. That's for me, that, that's a higher end, higher value product or service or what have you. Um, but I think sometimes having, and this is, you know, somebody who's self-employed and has very little structure and and seeks always to create it, having some structure in your life, if you don't have any, or if you're the kind of person who needs that sort of creative constraint to do your own thinking. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I think that can be valuable. It's just, is it valuable for you? I think that's the question you need to ask yourself, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what is your, uh, what is your book club all about? I don't know if that's something that you, you've executed yet, but I, I keep seeing these little teasers around your <laughs> stuff and I'm like, what in the world is that? So what is she doing? Yeah, oh my gosh. That? That's, that's like my inner visionary just leaking out before she's ready to have a field day. I read a lot yeah. and I need to update that. Okay. Um, uh, so it's like personal development <laughs> stuff. Well, yeah. So I read another, I think it was just a cute name for, here's some books I recommend. So I read another, I don't know, like 40 or 50 books this year. Um, and what I want to do, what I did last year was do these really succinct, awesome little reviews of, I think I did maybe 22 books last year and it was, okay, Hey, here's who it's for. Here's who I think is actually going to enjoy this. Cause I get so sick of people saying you should read this. Like, no, you should read something that you find that you find interesting. So if you're, if you're curious about it, well, then you should read it. Um, listen to yourself, but it's a quick thing of, okay, here's who this, this is for. Here's what I love about this book. Here's what I like about it. And here's what I hate. One or two lines. Here's the deal about this thing in general. Here's a link. And what I want to have that book club turn into, and I might enlist some help from my intern if she isn't drowning in finals and exams, uh, is to turn that into a big sortable Excel spreadsheet so that you can look and say, okay, I want something funny. I want something smart. I want something, you know, what have you, so that 
rather than read all these things, which is just so it can be, even though I'm doing these short recommendations, it can be time consuming. I want you to be able to sort and find whatever you need pretty quickly. Well, um, that's really, that really, nice. that's really, really cool. Um, yeah. But I need to actually do it. I just have a lot of things I want to do. So it takes time. Oh yeah, you got irons in the fire all over the place. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I've got a whiteboard I'm staring at and one, two, three. I've got three aggressive goals between now and the end of 2016 and you don't even want to see 2017. It's uh, <laughs> it's so, so far outside of my comfort zone that I can't wait to get let loose on it. So it'll, it'll be a heck of a lot of fun. But same type of thing. I'm hung up on you saying 40 or 50 books a year. There's one this particular... Year. Yeah, I mean that's 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 awesome. I, I'm way behind that, but there's one particular person in the audience I'm speaking to right now. John, did you hear that? Forty or fifty books a year? Does that sound familiar, buddy? All right, back to our show. Okay. So I've got John. To... Keep John. Keep it up. You're you're doing great stuff. Oh, we'll yeah. talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you letting me uh, throw these questions at you, and there, there's all kinds of. Uh, interesting answers and good info you're providing. So thank you. Oh, good. I'm happy to help. Let me know. Is there anything I can ask you? Actually, wait, I'm not even going to ask permission. <laughs> what? Nobody yeah. ever asks me anything. <laughs> I figured. What do you wish people asked you? What do I wish people asked me? That's an interesting mm -hmm. question. The host becomes the guest. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> what do I wish people asked me? I don't know. Um, so what was your first thought? I don't know what my first thought. I was actually looking at a tree outside saying, I wish I was hunting deer today, but. <laughs> mm. Hey, so maybe that, yeah. Maybe ask you about your passions. No, I think people, I, I guess I would, uh, I guess people, I wish people asked me about, uh, what I was doing, what I was trying to accomplish, what I had coming next, that kind of stuff. Okay. So what are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish and what do you have coming next? <laughs> You have 30 seconds. Ready, go. Yeah, so what am I doing? Uh, I'm building something massive, something massive of value. Uh, intentionally Inspirational started off as a podcast, and it's grown into a blog and, obviously, uh, great content coming out in social media and a team. There's three of us now and growing. Uh, there's courses coming. There's a book coming. There's all kinds of very significant things coming for 2017 that I won't share. But the purpose is kind of like what we've been talking about. I want to get in front of that entrepreneur, even the people that are, I would call budding entrepreneurs and say, hey, here's a, a free resource for you. Here's somebody going through what you're going through. Here's somebody in your corner when you feel like there may be nobody at all. Um, and, and obviously there's, you know, if people want to get closer to me, that's where you've got the coaching and that type of thing as well. But the core purpose or the passion that fuels all of this is my genuine need and desire to connect with people and help impact them in a positive way. How's that for an answer? Oh, just, I wish you could see my face. It turned into a little heart-eyed emoji. I'm just sitting here with my head cocked. I'm like, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love I get, it. When I get into my lane, man, I, I can just talk and talk and talk. Like, if somebody put me on a stage in front of a thousand people, which I've never done, but I will at some point, that's on my board. Will, will you schedule it? Yeah, I mean, if somebody puts me up there and they pay me and say, hey, talk about entrepreneurship, go, or talk about, you know, something I'm passionate about, I think I can get up there and knock it out of the park. Okay, listeners, are you enjoying Jason's podcast? Do you have fun with Intentionally Inspirational? There's the request. He is looking to speak about entrepreneurship to an audience of 1,000 plus, and he would like to get paid. If you are somebody who could hire him or if you know somebody, there you go. Pay, you pay for forward. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we just need this simple little reminder like, hey, uh, hello. Absolutely. <laughs> you, need a little, you didn't ask. 
Absolutely. Well, interesting. Thank you for throwing me that curveball. It hasn't happened yet. It only took 44 episodes, but uh, I've seen it would happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, let us know, like, what's next for you? I mean, you, you've given us little hints here and there. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you may want to spill the beans a little bit and, and kind of intrigue the listeners with? Oh, interesting. What is next? Or do you even know what's next? Well, actually, yeah, so that's, it's a, that's a very timely question. I'm at an inflection point in my career where um, the question I've been asking myself truly is, do I move forward with coaching the way I'm doing it now, or do I need to pivot in some capacity? Because, and I mentioned this in little bits before, I'm such a people person. So I think for me to really thrive moving forward, I need to find a business partner or I need to find... Um, somebody I can build something with, because right now what happens, like I, I'm obsessed with my clients. I love my work, but I'll do this great work. And then I kind of look around the room and I look at my, like my plant right now. And it's like, Hey, (laughs) wasn't that great. And there's nobody to share it with. You know what you need? What? Uh, I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you an offer right here on the air. You need to join a, you need to join a mastermind group with other people that think like you. I was wondering if you would say that that's, it's either that or it's moving to San Francisco or both. Yeah. Both are on the the horizon. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I've, San Francisco is my uh, I've darling. A small mastermind group. If you're interested in maybe getting involved with this in a, a virtual way or some way, if there's support and interest and value there, maybe we can talk about that. Sure. Yeah. How could I? How could I say no? We've had so much fun. Oh yeah, and I, I think it'd be a good mix. So uh, the other guys listening, uh, take note. Do you know what's coming? Yeah. And then here's my challenge for you, regardless Ooh. if you stay where you're at now or you move to San Francisco or both. Yeah. I think that you would be challenged. And I think it's kind of scary, but I think you need to try this. Um, look into some group coaching in your local area where maybe you take five or six entrepreneurs that are hungry and you do, you know, maybe it's a day or two day workshop, that type of thing. Cause that'll help fulfill some of that face to face need with people as well but still allow you to play to your strengths and, uh, you know, grow your business substantially at the same time. I love coaches. Thank you for that. It is so funny you mention it. So I just started doing a financial mastermind group with a handful of my clients as a, as a test. So I'm not charging for it yet cause we're just experimenting, but so far it we're, um, it's going really well and you probably know this, but like uh, just as a creative entrepreneur, money matters, right? And it's this funny, um, actually, I, I don't want to launch us into another conversation because we're wrapping up, but we've been having fun with that. So I'm, I'm kind of dabbling with that in a virtual perspective and I'll just stop myself and say, thank you. I will find a, I will find a way to make that happen in person because leading is my favorite thing. It's, I, lo- I love, and you love being on a stage. I love interacting yep. and leading a room. So I'm getting the feeling there might be a, a round two, another future show, which is great. So that's, uh, oh, cool. that's exciting. And then, uh, the, the greatest question of all, how can my listeners find you online, see everything mm. that you're, that you're doing and contact you if they want to as well. Cool. So I'm off social media, thankfully. Uh, the one and only place you can find me, you know, besides like stalking me on LinkedIn or Twitter, which I guess is social media. That's such a lie. Okay. I'm off Facebook I'm and, so and Instagram. <laughs> I confuse myself because <laughs> normally these things people are like, well, if you go to Facebook and you look up whatever, and I'm like, well, I don't have that. Uh, my website is katiemacon.com. It's spelled, it's like lady bacon, but 
Katie making with a C for cat. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> that help <laughs> lady and, bacon i think that's gonna have to be intertwined into the name of this podcast episode because people are gonna be like what in the world oh no going oh, on? oh yes yeah great let's <laughs> hey let's throw them for a loop you gave me some curveballs we'll give your listeners a couple yeah like lady bacon um or if you're a mean girls fan my name is spelled like the main mean girls character c-a-d-y so katiemacon.com um as referenced earlier we have no idea what state of array or disarray this <laughs> website's gonna be in um, but just shoot me an email. My email is Katie, C-A-D-Y, katiemaking.com. I love hearing from people. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. We uh, have had a blast, and I think the listeners will have a blast listening to this, and we will catch up with you next time. Thank you so much. All right. What would you guys think? That new approach is pretty cool, isn't it? It's uh, very, very real. It's almost like you get to you know, sit there with us and, and just watch us talk with us unaware of your presence. So. I think it gives a, a great experience for you, and I think I'll continue to uh, do my conversations with guests in a similar format. So, very fun stuff. As always, if you guys want to see the show notes for this show, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 44. And I'll tell you, this week's show notes are interesting because I reveal, most of the show notes, what I do is I reveal kind of a little bit of behind the scenes info about the podcast or about the guest. Now, this one's interesting because the way that I found Katie is kind of funny, but I won't share any of that with you now. You have to check out those show notes to to get that scoop. So it's brief, but I think you'll find it funny. So I thought I'd share that with you. The last thing I'll leave you with, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate the support. Appreciate the loyalty. Um, As of the time I'm recording this episode, um, I don't even know what day it is or what time of day, but <laughs> uh, as of the, the time of recording this episode, we have the highest download numbers we've ever seen for the show, which is great. Uh, we're nowhere near where I want to be and nowhere near where our potential is, but uh, great progress from April 2nd till today, November 21st or 2nd, somewhere in there. <laughs> but it's awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Um, we must be doing something right because, like I said, it keeps growing. And if you guys have not subscribed to the show yet, please do so on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Uh, the more reviews they get, the more people can find the show all across the world, and the more it helps our rankings as well. As always, we appreciate you. Thanks for your ear. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We hope that we brought you one step closer to maximizing your greatness. See you next time.